Hello, party people, and welcome into Freestyle. I'm your host, Stephen Weissong, and if you want, you can follow and subscribe to Freestyle so you don't miss an episode. You can share these episodes with someone who could use a Freestyle. I don't know. That would be awesome. Well, this is Freestyle, and once a week, I take the YouVersion Bible app verse of the day and create an impromptu Bible study from it. The whole point is to freestyle is to create something in the moment from the word of God for you and for me. So let's get freestyling. Here we go. The verse of the day is Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. Oh yeah, here we go. Here's what it says. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. For I could do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Oh, this verse. We know this verse, right? This verse is awesome. This verse reminds me of like a lion's roar of faith. This is like a mighty roaring declaration of, I got Jesus. He's got me. I, I could get through this thing. I can get through it. I've been watching too many Instagram reels of these videos of the li- these lions walking in the street and a lion next to a car is so big. Lions are huge. And then they got these mighty roars and okay. I- <laughs> okay. Enough with the lions. Here we go. Philippians chapter four, verse 13. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I want to give a little context for this verse because in verses like this yeah it's just like with one sentence but it's a sentence that's part of a bigger passage that I think is important so we're going to look at that I'm over on Philippians chapter 4 and I'm going to start in verse 10 the header for this part is called Paul's thanks for their gifts their gifts it's the Philippian church so the Philippian church They have heard Paul is writing this letter from prison. They've heard about that. These people, they they love Paul and they are sending him support. They've given him a gift. Now, listen to Paul, okay? And uh, Paul is, uh, he's appreciative for the gift. But listen to what he says here. Verse 10, that's where I'll start. I'm going to go to verse 14. Here we go. Here's what we read. How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with, ev- with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength even so you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty okay there's kind of the larger context of where this verse comes from this verse might be familiar uh, it's like it, this could be maybe a bible catchphrase verse right Someone, maybe they don't even know about the Bible, but this is like a, a verse that people probably know. They, they've seen it 
on the side of a Steph Curry shoe. They've heard it uh, maybe to get a pump up thing. This is a very common verse, but it's embedded towards the end of a larger thing that Paul is saying. And I think, this is just what I think looking at it, that there is a word that Paul uses that then is what is the connecting dot that makes this verse so powerful, relevant, and relatable. And, and that, that word is the word content. It's content. Paul says, I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. That's a good question for us in our lives. Have we learned to be content? I think so many of us, and I think this is a problem for us who live in the United States. Uh, this might be just a, a human condition that we all have as human beings, but it's this. It's saying, I want more, more, give me more. I got to have more. What I have is not enough. I need more. I need more. I, I have these followers. I need more followers because having more followers means I'm more significant. Okay? I need more money. I have money. I'm getting a wage. I'm making some money. But gosh, if I had this amount of money, then I would be set I would have the money to do the things that I want to do, to go the places I want to go. I want more. If I have more money, I have more status, right? I, I, I want to get more in shape. That's not bad, but sometimes we can take things further where they become unhealthy. I want more. I want more food. <laughs> I don't know. We... We eat, we eat a lot and a lot and a lot. We are saturated in our world with sweets and sugars and you just got to have more. Some, I think I, I'm not a food expert. I, I'm a foodie, but I'm not a food expert. Some of the things we eat, they're designed to make you want more. Oh, case in point, go buy some Oreos. Try to just eat one Oreo. Tell me how that goes. You eat an Oreo, uh, I'm going to have another one, right? I want more. We live in a society. We live in a culture of more. Give me more. And you know what happens? You can never have enough. If all you want is more, it will never be enough because you just want more. You just want more. I remember I was... Uh, going to have a lunch with someone in, uh, I, I was living in Kansas at the time, good old Kansas. I was living there and I was having a lunch with someone. I, I got a little early. We were going to a sandwich place. I'm sitting down waiting for him to show up and the guy behind the counter leans over and he goes, psst, hey, psst, psst. And I was like, uh, hello. <laughs> I said, yes. And he said, this is the point where you order a sandwich before your person gets here. And I said, whoa, <laughs> I've, I've never even thought about that. But I, I said, you know, I think I'm just going to wait for, for the guy to come. 
and uh, for my person to come and I'll, I'll just eat with him. And, and the guy kind of got a little downcast and kind of said, yeah, well, I, I've had this problem where I just want more. And I'm going, what is this? Is this like lunchtime confessionals? What is going on? But he said the thing that I think so many people think is he said, I've just got to have it. When it comes to food, he was talking about food. He talked about some drinking too. And he said, the line was, I've just got to have it. And I thought, whoa, that is so relatable to us today. I think whether people want to admit it or not, we live in that space where we see something and we've just got to have it. I've just got to have it. If I could just get that thing, whew, then I've made it. Here's Paul, though, who, I love Paul. You know, when you and I, we think about Paul, we're like, oh, Paul, Paul is just amazing. Look at his writings. Some of his writings are kind of confusing, and <laughs> but wow, he wrote so much good stuff and so much of our theology comes from Paul. So you and I living today, we are in, I'm grateful for Paul. You and I, we live in a time where he went and he did so much of the hard thinking and the Holy Spirit just infused his mind and his words that you and I now we have this bigger, broader, more in-depth, beautiful picture of what the gospel of Jesus Christ is really like. Paul devoted so much of his life to preaching, to teaching about the beauty of what Jesus did while he was here on this earth and the ramifications of what Jesus did. Now, how they affect us living today and how they affect eternity. You know, we have so much about salvation and justification and sanctification and forgiveness and living well together. And it's from Paul. A lot of that is from Paul. But when Paul was alive, Paul was a very polarizing figure. Here Paul is. He was Saul before, but here Paul is. He was a Pharisee, a religious leader for, for the Jewish people. And he was going out and throwing Christians in chains. He was killing Christians. My namesake, Stephen, was a martyr under Saul's watch. And Paul in Acts chapter 22 gives an amazing testimony about his life and how Jesus transformed his life. And you know how he's doing that testimony? He's literally standing in front of an ang angry mob that wants to kill him. They, they, they've arrested him and he's addressing the mob and he addresses them by saying, here's my testimony. The very thing that is getting him to have an angry mob go after him, that's what he starts sharing with them. It's all about Jesus for Paul. And so Paul was loved and yet Paul was also despised. Paul was admired, but also Paul, people wanted to see him erased from the scene. Paul was brilliant and a good teacher, and yet he had people gossiping and putting him down behind his back. And so Paul is this interesting figure for his time. I mean, really, he had assassination attempts against him. He was whipped. He was beaten. He was run out of towns. And 
but also he helped transform the world for Jesus. And so here's this guy who has committed his life to Jesus, no matter what has happened, uh, whether he has a lot or a little, whether he's going hungry or he's eating a lot. Here Paul is, and he's saying, I don't want more. I don't want more. It's not about getting more for me. Paul is saying, I'm content with what I have when I have it. Whatever's happening around me, I'm content because for Paul, the thing that he wanted more of and the thing you can never have the most, you, can, you can't ever get enough of is Jesus. If there's one thing in our lives that we should want more of over everything, seriously, everything else, it's Jesus. You can never have enough Jesus, but having Jesus in your life is always enough. And knowing that, you'll always want more. You always want more of Jesus because what Jesus brings into our lives and what Jesus brings into the world is enough. And you and I as human beings, this is crazy, but we need more of that. Always more of Jesus because Jesus is a game changer. And so here's the encouragement. Wherever you find yourself, I mean, listen to Paul. Paul right here in these verses is saying, I know how to live on almost nothing. So Paul has gone with almost nothing. I know how to live with everything. So Paul is saying, I've had stuff. I've had the stuff. I, I've been there. He says, I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. He is content with what he has, but yet the thing for Paul is he was discontent with how people didn't know Jesus. Paul was content with what he had, and he was content with that because his goal was not to gain more for himself. His goal was to get more and more people to know Jesus. It's an amazing thing what happens when our perspective in life shifts from me first to you first. If we approach our relationships with a you first attitude, it is going to change the relationship. If our attitude is me first, I want more instead of what are the ways that I can sacrifice to better hear and understand and love this person who's in front of me? Whoa, that is a game changer. If you can be content with where God has placed you right now, where God has planted you right now, then your focus becomes more outwardly. Instead of asking the question, what can I do about me, we can begin to ask the question, what can I do around me? If you can learn the secret of what Paul has learned to do here of saying, I'm content no matter what. It is a game changer in your 
life. I think one of the ways you can get content, get contentment in your life is actually being grateful. It's, it's recording the things that you're grateful for. And the more that you see how God has blessed you with where you're at, the more you remind yourself of the blessings you have, of the promises that you are walking in, you'll praise God more. You'll rejoice more. You'll reach out more. Because all of a sudden you realize, I could do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I couldn't do this on my own, but I got Jesus. And Jesus is a game changer. I remember my uh, brothers and I, we were living in Santa Barbara and we moved into this like older person complex. <laughs> I don't know. And we set up a basketball hoop and nobody ever used it, but you know, it's probably still there today. And we, we liked this place. Our, our house had a little balcony that we could go out on and our neighbor, we could see over the fence into our neighbor's yard. And our neighbor had a, a bird stuff all over bird baths, bird feeders. And our favorite bird to watch was the hummingbird and the hummingbird zips around and goes so fast and they're so beautiful. And if you can catch it still for a moment, you're going, wow, that's a, that's a really cool creature. Uh, and so we loved watching the hummingbird. And I tell you that because I'm going to make a comparison. Uh, I went to Africa when I was a senior in high school and I went with my dad. And one of the things we did is we went on a safari and on the safari we found, we saw a vulture. And the vultures are like, they're ugly. <laughs> but the, 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 there's a commonality between a hummingbird and a vulture. And the commonality is that every day they find something. Now, the difference between a hummingbird and a vulture is that every day they find something, but what they find is different. Every day a hummingbird finds sweet things. And every day a vulture finds dead things. And in your life today, every day you find what you're looking for. If your mindset is, I've got to have more, you're not ever going to find fulfillment in thinking that. If your mindset is, I'm going to be content with what I have, you're going to find more peace, more joy, more sweet things, and actually, it, your life will begin to grow. Jesus talks about how being content with the smaller things means in the kingdom of God that you actually can take on more of the bigger things. Jesus has you right where he wants you. And your development at the stage of life that you're in is to find the sweet things of God around you. And as you do that, you'll have more and more opportunities to grow and to learn and to develop because you're not relying on your own strength to get something. You're relying on the strength of Jesus to provide for you exactly where you are. It is a game changer. Well, this has been another freestyle. God loves you, and so do I. Peace out and party on.